and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello there. How's it going? This is episode two of the Dr. Frank Avila show. And today we are going to be talking about one of the most common challenges my patients have, which is overeating at night. Now, overeating at night is something we have all probably experienced. I know I certainly have where, you know, you've eaten your dinner, maybe in my case, you've gotten the kids to bed, you're sitting down to get some work done or watch some TV. And the next thing you know, you have eaten way too many chips or crackers, too much chocolate, too much ice cream, maybe too much fruits and vegetables, and then some of that other stuff. But you've eaten a bunch of things you didn't plan on eating. And you feel like you've kind of undone some of the work you did earlier in the day or earlier in the week. So we're going to talk about seven tips I have for what you can do to work on that nighttime eating habit. So that's the podcast today. Before we talk about those seven tips, I do want to point out something that could be a little different from the regular overeating at night, okay? So most of us are going to overeat from time to time, but for some people, overeating might be a sign of a bigger problem like binge eating disorder or nighttime eating, which is another eating disorder, okay? So there are some actual eating disorders around this, and you might know you have an eating disorder if you've already been diagnosed with that, or if you find yourself truly eating out of control where you are unable to stop, you keep going back and forth for more, and you eat until the point where you are physically sick, you feel embarrassed, you feel shame, you feel incredibly emotional. And this is something that happens on a really regular basis. So that might be a sign that you have more of a eating disorder than this sort of regular overeating, but it's definitely a spectrum. So if you're if you're not sure, if you think something more severe might be going on, please talk to a medical professional because those eating disorders are something that really do need specialized treatment. But assuming you're like most of us and this is uh, more of that regular overeating that happens at the end of the day, these tips are going to be helpful for you. And even if you have some disordered eating, these tips are going to be helpful. You just may need more help. Okay, so that's sort of the doctor caveat that I had to, to give away first. So Today, I have seven tips for you. And at the end, I'm going to ask that you pick one, maybe two of these to start working on. So let's start with tip number one. So if you find yourself overeating at the end of the day, one of the most important solutions is to make sure you are eating enough early on in the day. So a lot of times when people are trying to lose weight or they're dieting or they're restricting what they're eating, they don't eat that much of the day. They're like, okay, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat very much. 
And then at the end of the day, they're really hungry. They have this hunger deficit. They're tired from making decisions all day. And it's harder to not eat. And so they tend to overeat, you know, around dinner time, after dinner time, maybe from the time they get home until bedtime. And one of the solutions that can be helpful for some people is to make sure they are not super hungry at night. So that means eating regularly throughout the day. A lot of times what I'll recommend for patients is to make sure that they are having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that those meals all have some protein in them, whether that's meat or a protein bar or Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, nuts, something that is really keeping them full throughout the day so that at the end of the day, they're not really hungry. It's a lot harder to keep yourself from overeating when you're truly hungry. So tip number one is make sure you are eating regularly throughout the day, which for most people is going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And make sure that you are having balanced meals at those times especially getting some protein in, okay? So if you find yourself overeating at night or overeating at dinner time, look back at your day. Did you have good nourishment throughout the day? Were you sort of pacing yourself so that you had breakfast, lunch, and dinner that were somewhat reasonably similar sized meals? Or were you trying to keep yourself from eating all day? Or maybe you just weren't hungry all day. Maybe you were really busy all day. There's lots of reasons people don't eat that well throughout the day. But for many of us, it catches up at the end of the day. So work on eating regularly throughout the day. That doesn't have to be an elaborate meal. That could be a protein bar or a protein shake, a Greek yogurt, a packet of nuts, some hummus and carrots. Doesn't have to be an elaborate meal, but eat regularly throughout the day so that you are not super hungry. Okay. So that's tip number one, which is really prevention. Prevent yourself from being over hungry at the end of the day. All right. Number two, if you are finding yourself most evenings having this trouble where you're overeating, make a plan for that. Instead of trying to fight it and say, you know, if I just work a little harder, maybe maybe it won't happen today, except that you're hungry at the end of the day, right? Except that your body is telling you it needs and wants food at that time of the day but plan for it. Because if you fight it, fight it, fight it, and then finally your body's like, no, you're hungry, or no, you're emotional, you need to eat, whatever that reason is that you're eating, then it's really hard to make a healthier choice, right? That's when it's easy to eat a bunch of ice cream or chocolate or chips or crackers or whatever your thing is, right? So make a plan. Expect that you are going to be hungry at you know, that after dinner time and have a plan in place of what might work well for you. So that might be something like as simple as having a sparkling water or a hot tea. Maybe you're that person who just likes that behavior. You like to have something in your hand, something in your mouth that might work. Maybe that will fill the need. Some of my patients will describe that they feel like they need a reward at the end of the day. You know, sitting down and watching TV and having some food is sort of their reward. It's their wind down. And so having a fancy tea or a fancy sparkling water might feel like a reward to you, right? It might take the place of that food. You may also need to plan to give your body actual nourishment. Maybe you need actual food. And so if you're finding that you're always hungry, you feel like you need something in your stomach after dinner, plan for that. Okay. So instead of trying to fight it and keep thinking a different thing is going to happen today, plan for the fact that you're going to be hungry. Okay. So what could that be? That might be having a chocolate flavored protein bar or a chocolate flavored protein shake. If you're trying to get some more protein in, but you have that chocolate craving. 
Maybe it is just having a small piece of chocolate. A lot of my patients like to have just a fancy piece of dark chocolate, a small piece of their favorite thing. They enjoy the satisfaction of it. They solve that craving and then they're able to move on. Maybe you're hungrier than that. Maybe you know a small piece of chocolate isn't going to solve this problem. This is not a craving. This is true hunger. So you might instead have an apple with some peanut butter and just plan for that, right? Like you're like, this is a reasonable snack. This fits with, you know, my goals for my body. I feel good eating it. I'm going to have that as my after dinner snack. Maybe you have that bowl of ice cream and you expect it. You just tell yourself, I'm going to have it, but you're able to have a reasonable portion because you've given yourself permission. You haven't made it a whole big thing. You're just honoring the fact that you want to have something sweet and you see what that feels like to just plan for it and plan for a portion. Or maybe you get some of those 100 calorie ice cream bars and my patients have good luck with that. That just solves the craving or that habit for them, right? So plan to eat something at that time. If you have been resisting it for years and that hasn't been working, let's try something different. Go ahead and just plan that you're going to be hungry, that you're going to need food, that you're going to want food at that time and experiment with what that food might be for you at that time. Okay. So that was the second tip, which is to just plan for it, expect it and give yourself permission to have something and experiment with what that thing might be. Okay, tip number three is to pick a time when you are going to stop eating. So when you talk about teenagers or young adults, sometimes we'll give that advice like no good choices happen after midnight, right? You know, if you are out after your curfew, you're probably not making great life choices, right? That's probably not when you're doing study group, probably not working the job after school, probably not practicing soccer, right? Like you are more likely to be making not great choices after midnight as a teenager. Well, we're kind of the same with food, right? Like, you know, after 8 p.m. or after 10 p.m., we're probably not eating a grilled chicken salad, right? We are probably not making a vegetable frittata, right? You know, if we are eating at 10 o'clock at night, it is probably chips, it's probably crackers, it's probably ice cream, it's probably chocolate. And these are not judgments towards any of those foods, okay? I like all of those foods. I myself snack on all those foods at night. It's just to say, we're probably not having snack peas and hummus at 10 o'clock at night, right? So if you can get in the habit of nourishing your body, satisfying those cravings so that by 8.30 or 9 or whatever's a good cutoff for you in your life, you are no longer eating, you're full, you're satisfied, and you can switch to water or plain tea or sparkling water for the rest of the night. That can be a really helpful way to, you know, kind of curtail that nighttime eating. So pick a time, be realistic with it, but pick a time where you're going to stop eating for the day and try to stick with it, right? So make sure you're full and and finish eating then. We do this with our little kids. We have a, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And a lot of times they're picky eaters, like little kids will be. They don't want to eat all their dinner. And then all of a sudden, it's time to go to bed, time to have their songs and go to sleep. And all of a sudden, like, Dad, I'm hungry. I eat food. We're like, no, the kitchen is closed, right? So we will give them that warning before they go to bed. We will feed them their dinner. Maybe they don't eat that much of it. We put it on the counter and we're saying, if you are still hungry in a little bit, then you can, you know, see if you want anything that's left from your dinner. If you're still hungry after that, you know, here are some options of what you can eat. And then before we go up to take the bath, 
and do the songs and get ready for bed, we're saying the kitchen is closed. Check in with your tummy. Are you hungry? Do you need anything else before bedtime? Okay, you need something. You need a yogurt. You need a cheese. You need some fruit. You want to try that little Halloween candy. That's fine. We're going to have that now. And then once we get ready for bed, the kitchen is closed, right? So you might have that mentality for yourself. You know, it's 8.30, the kitchen is closed. Now, this is not meant to torture you or deprive you, right? This is there to help you make good choices. So if you are truly hungry at 8.45, honor your hunger, eat something. But if it's 8.15, maybe you check in with yourself and you say, like, am I hungry right now? Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Okay, have that snack that's gonna nourish your body and then try to move on, okay? So tip number three is pick a time to stop eating And again, not meant to be restrictive or feel like a huge rule around food. The goal is just that you are full and satisfied and can move on from eating at that time of the day. Okay, so that's another thing you might try. All right, the next tip is a quicker one. And this has worked for a few of my patients and your dentist certainly isn't going to have any problems this this with this one. And that is to brush your teeth. Okay. So if you are done with dinner, maybe you have that piece of chocolate or some ice cream or fruit or whatever, you're, you're done eating for the day, go ahead and just go brush your teeth. And that can signify to yourself in sort of a behavior way, like, Hey, I'm done. My teeth are brushed, right? It becomes a habit. I brush my teeth and then it's 8.30 and I'm done eating for the day. It also makes your mouth feel really nice and clean and fresh. And sometimes foods don't taste great. You know, we've all had that experience in our life where you brush your teeth and then you go have orange juice and you're like, oh, like it was disgusting, right? So it can be a little bit of a natural deterrent from, from eating food. So that's a simple tip. No harm in brushing your teeth. So worst case scenario, you eat something after that and you've brushed your teeth an extra time per day and your dentist is very happy with you. Okay. So that's another quick tip. Maybe just brush your teeth when you're done eating for the day and see if that helps a little bit. Okay. Next tip is to cut out alcohol. So this one may not apply to you. Maybe you don't drink alcohol at all. But if you are drinking alcohol and you're trying to improve your health and you're trying to improve your relationship with food, alcohol is probably standing in the way of that. So there's more and more data coming out that the health claims for alcohol are pretty minimal and that probably all of us should work on drinking less. But if you're trying to watch your weight, alcohol definitely can be a big problem. I would say alcohol brings friends, right? So that can be more alcohol. You have a glass of wine and suddenly, you you know, all of a sudden you're having a second. You have a beer and now you're having a second, third, whatever. But it also brings food friends. A lot of times you have, you know, that beer, all of a sudden the chips start calling your name, right? And that can be for a few reasons. For some people, alcohol irritates your stomach a little bit or we feel like we need some food in there with it. So that often will trigger eating. The other thing that happens with alcohol is that it it disinhibits us, right? That's why people like to drink it. It relaxes you, takes the edge off. And when you're relaxed, it's a lot easier to say, oh, I'll have a little bit of those chips. I'll have a little bit of that dip. And so when you're drinking, it is a lot harder to make good choices. So I always tell people, like, try to limit alcohol to one or two drinks a week if you're trying to lose weight. Alcohol is definitely not your friend if you're trying to improve your health or lose weight. And especially in the evening, it can lead to this cycle of drinking and eating and drinking and eating. So again, watch alcohol if you are trying to curb your nighttime eating. All right, number six. This is a big one. This is a big change 
And it also probably has the biggest impact, which is change what you do at night. So when you're thinking about those times that you find yourself overeating, think about what else is going on at night. For me, a lot of times I'm out on my computer, catching up on work, working on a project, and I'm sitting in my kitchen and I kind of don't really want to start the project. And so I'm like, maybe if I just have a little bit of chips first or have that piece of chocolate, then that'll kind of get me going, right? Or maybe I'm like, oh, I finished that little thing. I'm going to have a piece of chocolate as a reward. So I get in this pattern where I'm working and I'm eating and I'm working and I'm eating. And I'm not really paying attention that much to what I'm eating because I'm focused on my work, but I'm still eating. And so I don't really know when I'm full. I don't know how much I've eaten. And then I don't feel satisfied. So I keep getting more. Another time this happens for most of my patients is watching TV, right? You you sit down to watch the TV and same thing. You're not really paying attention to the food because you're watching the show. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, where did the, the bowl of chips go? Where did the bowl of grapes go? Where did the bag of nuts go, right? You've eaten all this snack before you really appreciated it. And then you're going back for more. And then you're watching TV. So maybe you see advertisements of food or people eating and that triggers even more cravings. So you might just shake up your whole evening routine, right? Maybe you are like, I'm not going to work and snack uh, anymore. I need to stop. I need to have my work done at night, right? So I'm just going to start this whole new pattern of, of I'm not working after 7 p.m. or whatever, right? So that may be the switch. If TV is the challenge, maybe you try a couple of weeks of not watching TV in the evening, right? Maybe you replace that with something else. Maybe you start reading a book and maybe you start um, doing a little bit of yoga or going on a walk. Maybe you try playing a game or building a Lego kit. Maybe you call a friend instead. Maybe start working on a craft. I don't know. What have you been thinking about doing your whole life that you're not doing in the evening, right? Ideally, it's something that keeps your hands busy so that it's harder to snack. But think about doing something different in the evening because if that pattern is, you know, I'm working or I'm searching the internet or I'm watching TV, which is most people, and the eating is going along with that, it may be really hard to unbreak that pattern of those two things together, okay? But if we separate them, if now we're doing something totally different, right? Now we're journaling at night. Now we're working on a puzzle. Now we're learning how to crochet. Now we're talking on the phone with our friend. Now we're doing some yoga. Whatever it is, if you radically change that nighttime plan so you're no longer just sitting in front of the TV snacking, then you might not snack anymore, right? You've totally shifted your evening pattern. So tip number six is change what you are doing at night. Okay, last tip, tip number seven goes right along with tip number six, and that is change where you eat at night. We talk with our patients a lot in my field about what they're eating, but I don't think we talk enough about where you're eating, okay? So this goes back to that, okay, I'm sitting in the kitchen, I'm on my laptop getting some work done, and I'm like literally staring at the cabinet that has the tortilla chips, which are my weakness in it, right? And it's that much easier to go and get the tortilla chips. Well, what if I just brought my laptop here into the office and did my work there? Now it's just one step harder, right? I have to get up and go to the kitchen to get the snack. So instead of working in the kitchen, what if I just work in the office, okay? Same thing with the TV. If you have the habit of sitting on the couch, eating your snacks, 
let's break up that pattern. Again, kind of like the changing the pattern. Maybe you still keep the TV, right? Maybe you're like, no, I'm not doing puzzles. I'm going to watch TV at night. Fine. What if instead of, uh, you know, snacking while you're watching TV, you just said, I'm not going to eat it all while I watch TV. I can still watch TV at night. I can still have a snack at night, but I'm not going to do those things at the same time, right? So this is a little bit of a less radical one than number six, where I said, change what you do at night. In this world, you're still working. You're still watching TV. You're just not eating at the same time. And the way you do that is you start to watch your show and that little voice comes on in your head that says, let's get a snack. Or maybe you automatically do that when you sit down to watch your show. And instead of watching TV and in your snack, you say, that's fine. I'm going to have a snack. I'm in the mood for the chocolate. I'm in the mood for the ice cream, but I'm not going to have it while I'm watching the show. So you take your chips, you take your ice cream, whatever it is, and you go sit at the table, you sit at the counter, you sit at a designated eating place and you sit and enjoy the food. And when you are done with it, when you feel satisfied, when you feel like you've enjoyed it, you put the food away and you go sit on the couch and you watch your show. And if partway through the show, that little voice comes in your head saying, I'm hungry again, and you want to listen to it, fine. Pause the TV, turn off the TV and go sit in a designated eating area, like a counter or a table and eat your food and then go back to your show. So that's a more gentle way of separating, you know, that nighttime pattern of being on the computer, doing your work or watching your show, whatever it is that kind of cycles with that eating and changing that behavior so that now you're not eating on the couch. Pro tip also keeps your couch cleaner, right? No more crumbs, no more chocolate on the couch. So, you know, work on eating in that eating area. And that can really help you still feel like you can have your nighttime snack, but really allow you to pay attention to it, enjoy it, and not overeat and not keep getting back and forth to go back for more. Okay. So your homework after today's episode is to actually do something with this information, right? I gave you a lot of ideas of how you might change this nighttime eating. And now I want you to do something with that. So we're going to quickly review them. And I want you to pick one of these habits to try for the next week and just see what it feels like. If you want to pick more than one, that's great. A lot of them go well together, right? You could do all of these, but pick at least one and try it at least for a week. Now, if you make a mistake and it doesn't work one night, that's fine. That's what try it means, right? You keep trying. Habits take weeks to form and they become stronger the longer and longer we do them, right? And so if you have a habit of, say, watching TV and eating, that may have been going on for months, years, decades. That may take a while to unform. And that's okay. This is just practicing and trying new things. So Again, your things that you could try are eating more regularly throughout the day. See if that helps you feel less hungry later in the day. Again, making sure you're having protein with each of those meals. The next thing would be to have a plan of what you're going to eat. So instead of fighting eating something, just have a plan for a reasonable option that you think might make you feel full and satisfied that would be enjoyable for you to have in the evening after dinner so that you don't find yourself snacking too much. Pick a time where you're going to try to cut off eating. Again, this is trying things. This is trying to make a new habit. So it doesn't have to be perfect. And then check in with yourself before that time cut off and ask yourself if you're hungry. And if you're feeling a little hungry, eat something reasonable at that point so that you're not overeating later. 
Tip number four was brush your teeth. So that's an easy one. You might also try gum. I find myself sometimes just wanting to chomp and sometimes gum can serve that role, especially if I'm working on a work project and I just uh, need something to chew. Um, Number five, cut out alcohol or reduce how often you're having it. Alcohol likes to bring friends, okay? And those friends are not helping you with your weight goals. Number six was change what you do at night, okay? So change that behavior so that it's not something that involves eating. And last but not least, change where you eat at night, right? If nothing else, you still eat, but you're not eating distracted and you'll probably eat less when you're paying attention and you'll enjoy it more, okay? So pick one of those, give it a shot for a week and see if you can change some of those habits. You don't have to do it all at once. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with some people in your life and please leave me one of those lovely five-star reviews. I would love to hear your feedback. You can also go to my website, thedrfrankavillashow.com and you can ask questions there. So if you're having a problem with health and weight that you want some answers to, you can go ahead and submit that there and I will answer that on a future episode. Speaking of future episodes, make sure you catch my next one where I'm going to talk about why it is so hard to lose weight, why it's not your fault, and what we can do about that, including what has become a very hot topic recently, which is medications. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for more. And I can't wait to see you for my next episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frank Avila Show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care. Take care.